Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. That's right, hour three of New York Game Day here at 98.70 SPM. So, of course, we kick it off with Locks of the Week, brought to you by Corona. Anita's three Locks of the Week. All right, gentlemen, like I said, 3-0 and last week. So we're 23-14 and on the season, which gives us 62%. So what does that mean? We are helping the people win some money. Um... It's a lot of new pairs of shoes for me. Uh, week 13, here we go. You guys ready? Ready. Okay. Here we go. Number one, I'm going to go with a team total. I'm going to go Rams. Team total over 20 and a half points. Here's why. Cleveland, Miles Garrett uh, felt a quote-unquote pop in his shoulder last week, so he's not going to be 100%. And this is really interesting. Uh, Cleveland's defense is giving up 30 points, if not more, on the road as opposed to 10 and less at home. How does that happen, Amani? I mean, I mean, like, granted, yeah, home field, fan base, loud noise, blah, 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 blah. But, like, that's a big discrepancy. Yeah, there, there are some teams that can play well at home and some teams that can play well at their own. The, the team, I played on a team that won the Super Bowl and we won um, – we were eleven and one on the road. No, we were we were at ten and one on the road, and then I can't. Remember, we we only lost one game, but I can't remember all the numbers. But I know we only won won two home games. So it's one of those things. You just some teams just feel comfortable that way. You can't explain it. You can't research it. You can't draft for it. It just is what it is. Uh, also, this is a uh, Browns defense. They can be had in the run game. They're 24th in red zone defense. They've given up 12 rushing touchdowns. The Rams coming off of a uh, a crushing win against the Cards, scored 37 points. And also, this Rams team, their playoff hope still alive, especially with Seattle losing earlier this week. Uh, I think uh, Williams finds the end zone as well. Anytime touchdown for him. But Rams team total over 20 and a half points at home against Cleveland. Gentlemen, what say you? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I, I don't know if they get to 20. You know, Miles Garrett said he's playing and he's not limited. Um, look, the Rams have, have overachieved. Um, I, I think it's still going to be a lower scoring game. I, I think the Browns still have a very good defense. Amani? Yeah, I think the Browns' defense is, is dominant. And uh, Miles Garrett, at a, you know, not at 100%, is better than most players at 100%. So I feel like, I feel like he is definitely the, uh, uh, the, the spoon that stirs the drink. But 
Uh, I just don't know. How, the, the Rams are a funny team. Like they'll score a lot. Then they want. They're a team that I cannot. They're a Jekyll and Hyde offense to me. To where, so I, I don't know if I don't know if they're going to score that many points. Um, and shoot, with the new quarterback in there with um, um, the quarterback Joe Flacco. Yeah, thank you for that. I just just slipped out of my mind. It took too many hits over across the middle. But yeah, Joe Flacco, I don't know how many he's going to score either. So it's like, that's why you watch the games, you know? Well, I'm, I am going team total over 20 and a half points. It's one of my locks, even though both of you disagree with me. So it's okay. You know, I'll be texting you. You Sorry. know, I'll be texting you when they score 24. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to be texting both of you when they score 24. Just so be ready for that. So both teams have right. to score 24 or one team? No, no, team. no. Just the Rams. Just, just the, Rams the Rams have to score, score 21. 24. If the Rams score 21 points, it's a winner. Okay. Okay. All right. Understand? If the Rams score 21 points, it's a winner. All right. Uh, lock number two. I'm going to go. It's a two-team money line parlay. What does that mean? It just means that these two teams have to win today. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all it means. But they both have to win a money for this bet to cash. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. My first one is the Lions. Okay? I'm going to go Lions. They're 5-0. and oh. uh, Their last... Well, first of all, they're great. It's against the spread, but that has no, no matter here. Uh, they're great on the road. They're coming in with extra rest because they, uh, they played on Turkey Day, although, although they did lose. Here's what the key is. Defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn was a candidate for the, for the Saints head coaching job. Ooh. He lost it out to Dennis Allen. Yes. Uh, he coached alongside Allen for five years in New Orleans. So I'm expecting Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson to know exactly how to attack that Saints defense. Also, the Saints, a plethora of injuries. Lattimore's out. Cam Jordan's in, the, injured. Uh, Thomas is on IR. Shahid is doubtful. Olave's dealing with uh, a concussion. And so I'm going Lions here. I think they rebound extremely well. So number one is Lions beating the Saints. Number two, I'm going Denver. Denver Broncos straight up beating the Texans. Ooh. Russell Wilson, zero interceptions his last five games. Uh, Denver thrives inside the 20-yard line. They've got the advantage on special teams. Meanwhile, the Texans, Howard, their offensive tackle is out. Uh, Denver's defense pressure rate, top 10 and they've allowed just nine offensive touchdowns over the last six weeks, a plus 11 turnover ratio. So I've got Denver straight up beating the Texans. I've got the Lions straight up beating the Saints. Both those have to hit in order for this Moneyline parlay to cash. Gentlemen, what say you? Uh, I like it. Yeah, I, 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 I like uh, the Saints at home, actually. Um, I know the Saints are a little beat up, but... You know, they're in the, the race for the uh, NFC South, and I think these are two evenly matched teams. Jared Goff had six turnovers in, in five days, and, and that is something to keep an eye on. So I actually think the Saints will beat uh, the Lions today. Yeah, and I like the uh, I like the Broncos over the Texans, even though C.J. Stroud is kind of you know coming into this league and taking it by storm. Uh, this Broncos team, along with Russell Wilson, have slowly and quietly – Ever since they got beat by uh, the Miami Dolphins and they got 70 put on them, this team has been clawing back its respect. And, man, they are a tough team to beat. Sean Payton has got the, the, the Denver Broncos playing at a very, very high clip. It seems like they got beat down in Miami, and now they're all paying attention and listening to uh, pro, uh, a uh, Super Bowl-winning coach in Sean Payton, and it seems to be turning itself out. 
All right, play number three, gentlemen, is a mm-hmm. two-team six-point teaser. So what this means, Amani, is I'm taking two teams, mm-hmm. I got six points, and I'm going to play to their total. So I'm going to tease the Pittsburgh Steelers down to a pick Their defense has allowed just eight offensive touchdowns the last six weeks. They're expecting Minka Fitzpatrick to be back this week. Kenny Pickett, zero turnovers in the last seven games. Love me some Mike Sullivan, who you know extremely well. Sully. Over, Sully. over Matt, yeah, right? Sully over Matt Canada. And for the first time since 2020, the Pittsburgh Steelers put up 400-plus yards. Meanwhile, for the Cardinals... A dome team in Western PA in December. Yeah, good luck with that. 28th ranked defense. So I think both Najee Harris and Warren have a big day against the Cardinals. Pittsburgh as a pick And I'm going to align that with the Monday night football game. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm going to tease the Jags down to minus two and a half. This will be my second part of the teaser. 7-2 against the spread over the last nine games. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been dialed in since week 10, that horrible loss to the 49ers. Uh, The Jags defense, real tough matchup for the Bengals. The Jags number one in rushing defense. So what are they going to do? They're going to stack the box, put it all on Jake Browning for his first road start. So again, Pittsburgh as a pick Jacksonville minus 2.5, minus 1.5 in some places. I think they win by 3. Um, and that is my third lock of the week. What say you? Oh, I like it. I like the way you manipulate the Jaguars minus uh, nine and a half and getting it down to a, what, two and a half? No, you put six. No, so, so six, no, three and a half. I like that. Yes. So I like that. It's a good way to do that. Because I don't think that the, um, I, I agree with you with the Cardinals and the Steelers. Like, that's. That's, I think the Cardinals are a cooked team, and the Steelers see blood in the water. And they're one thing that Steelers have done this well, this done well this season is beat up on the teams that they're supposed to. Mike, your thoughts on Jags and Steelers? Uh, I like the Steelers over the Cards, say for sure. And I like Jake Browning. I think Jake Browning will play well. I think Jacksonville wins, but I think that game tomorrow night's very, very competitive. I know he hurt his wrist, but um, I've actually been impressed by how well he's played so far. Okay, so just to recap, again, two-team teaser, Jacksonville and the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-team parlay, the Lions and the Denver Broncos, and the team total over 20.5 points for the Rams today. Uh, little little nugget here. We talked about it earlier. Bijan Robinson over 59.5 rushing yards against the Jets. We've been talking about it all show long how the Jets, whenever you go up against their defense, they are a run funnel. Wouldn't be mad at you if you over uh, carries for Bijan Robinson, over carries for Bijan Robinson. I think that we get a really big dose of Robinson today against this Jets defense. Again, Locks of the Week brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official Cerveza of the New York Jets. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. We come back. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Heading into Week 13, what will be Something pertaining to the Patriots, possibly. We will find out next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Week 13, Giants on a bye. Jets hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe you're on your way to the stadium. Call in, 800-919-3776. We'd love to hear from you. It's time now for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slomans. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Woohoo! All right. Brace yourself. Yeah. What is it this week, Mike? Yeah, I don't brag publicly, but uh, if you go back and look at the track record, it's pretty darn good. Philadelphia 21, <laughs> San Francisco 31. I like the Niners by 10 points today on the road, and um, I think San Francisco wins this game going away. Whoa! Ooh. All right, so so give me your top give me your top three reasons why. What are your top three reasons why? Well, um, they right now when you look at their offense, they're just really hard to defend. And be it injury to Kobe Dean or performance, the middle of that defense for the Eagles has been very suspect despite adding Kevin Byard. Um, so I look for Kittle and McCaffrey to have really big days. Um, you could run on the Eagles. And on the other side of the ball, um, the pressure that the Washington's been able, excuse me, um, that San Francisco's been able to get since the Washington trade, ad- adding Chase Young has shored up their vulnerability. They, they can play coverage and get home with four. So um, I really like the matchups on both sides of the ball. Okay. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week is uh, the 49ers beat the Eagles by 10, by 10 points. The line shift has been unbelievable. Opened up at Eagles favored by one. Now it's the Eagles getting three. I'm going to use them as a two-way six-point teaser. I'm going to tease them up to plus nine. Uh, and I, I actually believe the Eagles are going to win. So uh, be ready, Mike, because you're going to be getting a lot of text messages from me throughout the course of the afternoon. Um, real quick, before we, uh, we, we take a d- the dive into the AFC and NFC standings, another coach fired. Frank Wright fired. Uh, you've got a Carolina Panthers team that's, uh, that's sitting at 1-10. in 10. So hired immediately fired. Do you think this is because he didn't draft CJ Stroud? Is this, you know, kind of share with us, share with us. Was, was this warranted? Uh, if you were the general manager, is this the move you would have made? Uh, kind of break this down for us. Yeah. So look, um, that was an organizational decision. Uh, everybody wanted Bryce Young. The owner did, the GM did, the head coach did. They were all united. Um, that, that, that's, very, very clear. Um, and look, the world's changed, Anita. It used to be you get two to three years, and now you know they make a decision by Christmas, not even by Christmas, by Thanksgiving. So I don't like it from a sports standpoint. I think you deserve a couple of years. Now everyone's going to have mm-hmm. injuries. Everyone's going to have excuses. But um, I was surprised and disappointed to see them make a move that, that quick. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very fast. You know, I was talking to somebody who was saying – you know, and it may have been you, right? Um, and I apologize if it is. 
and, and, and not remembering who I had the conversation with, but because Bryce Young is so short, right? Five ten in the morning, maybe five nine at night. You know what? Uh, gravity sucks, and so <laughs> you, you've so you, you've you've got to really pay attention to the interior lineman for him uh, to 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 make sure that he's got that pocket of protection. Is, is there is there validity in that? Do you feel like if you're the general manager, you go out and you draft Vince Young, do you feel that you're putting a priority in regard to your guards in your center play because he's so short? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I thought Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton have done great for years where they had a very firm pocket, pocket in terms of like when you look over the years, they had really strong guards and center in New Orleans, and absolutely that has to be part of it for uh, Carolina. Yeah. So I who do you, I, who do you, I'm sorry, go ahead, Amani. I was going to say, when you, when you fire a coach after such a short period of time, it basically it's not really an indictment on the coach. It's an indictment on the organization. This organization needs to be able to weather some kind of storm. This is not a team that was competitive last year. They, you know, obviously with the high, with the, you know, they, draft, they traded to get their high draft pick, but still they got the highest draft pick in the number one pick. They took, they took a rookie quarterback. What do you expect? Like, there's not many C.J. Stroud stories out there. That's why it's so impressive what he's doing. So when you I, – I, I really look at the ownership. They hired the wrong guy uh, if they were going to fire him by before Thanksgiving. Mike? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's uh, – I think that's right. I, I think you have to say, hey, we're, 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 uh, we're drafting this guy. We hired a head coach, and – We'll see in three years. And the interesting thing, just to take that a step further, is David Tepper for uh, a lot of years was a minority owner of the Steelers. So, like, he saw firsthand guys like, what does stability look like? Yeah. Yeah, and, Mike and Tomlin. You, you, become a, you become a laughingstock as a organization when you make moves like that because how are you going to attract new coaches? How are you going to attract free agents? I mean, every these types of things are tiebreakers. Unless you want to just pay more money. So I feel like when you do things like this, you set your organization back in ways that you can't even comprehend right now. If you're an offensive coordinator and you're going to get your, your shot to be a head coach, are you really going to take that chance? Because sometimes you only get one opportunity. You're going to take that chance in Carolina when you could be fired by Thanksgiving? No, thank you. Mike, I'll, I'll who, do, who do you think – give me your top three. Like if you were the general manager – of the Carolina Panthers right now, who are the top three guys, top five guys you're looking at, you're going to bring in to interview? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, look, I think any any list would include Ben Johnson, uh, Dan Quinn, um, you know, and then if you want to go like a little bit like further, like Jim Harbaugh to me is a guy you can't ignore. And then they actually have a guy in the building that I think the world of Jim Caldwell, who had an unbelievably successful record, uh, going back to Wake Forest, Detroit, you know, my my list would probably have those four guys on it. Who's who's going to be their interim coach now that he's been fired? Do you know? Chris, is it Caldwell? Chris, yeah, Chris Tabor. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is Mike's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's has low-price heating oil uh, for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for over 100 years. Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now. Again, his lock of the week, or not lock, that's mine, his Bomb of the Week, is the 49ers beat the Eagles by 10 points. Damn. Guys, uh, let's, go to the, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Logan in Connecticut. Logan, welcome in. Good morning. 
Hey, good morning. How you doing, guys? Love the show. Uh, and first of all, I want to thank Mike T as the last uh, Jets GM to invest in the offensive line. Uh, but I did have a GM question for him uh, last week. Lazard not dressing. I uh, just want to hear a GM's take. You know, what does that do between the coach and GM in terms of like you sign this guy to a big deal and now the coach isn't even dressing him? Because to me, there's a big difference between benching a guy and not dressing a guy. Ooh, yeah, well, Mike? thank you. I appreciate it. You know, one of the signs we had up in the building was, uh, in God we trust for everybody else, we need data. And I think it's one of those things where you have to say, hey, look, this guy's not playing well. And, you know, we have to wear that as an organization, not from a head coach or a GM standpoint, and the best players have to play because the locker room ultimately will keep you in line. They know that Alan Lazard isn't good enough. He should be benched, and that should be a joint decision. There shouldn't be finger-pointing. There should be like, hey, we should go look at the process. If you don't like the result of something, look at the process. The process was you relied on Aaron Rodgers and you egregiously overpaid a player that didn't deserve that contract. Um, by the way, uh, Jason Brownlee to score an anytime touchdown today is plus 550. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. This Jason is why you Brownlee. listen to the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And when he scores a touchdown again, I'll get a text I'm going to be texting. I'm going to be texting you gentlemen. Uh, New York game day, 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. We come back. We'll take our tour around the AFC and NFC. The playoff picture each and every week is getting more and more clear. We will dive into that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Harvey, take notes. On what music to play on Saturdays, please. Um, also, New York Game Day brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. I'm waiting for a Harvey comeback. I'm just waiting. It was a silent pause. You'll get Harvey, nothing. Harvey, you had your opportunity. You'll get nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> you had your opportunity. All right, New York game day. Let's take a look around our league. Let's start in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins looks like they're running away with the division now. They're 8-3. They're taking on Washington, who I think we're all expecting to win. They're favored by 8.5 today. The Buffalo Bills, uh, they are not playing today. They're on a bye. Much needed. The Jets 4-7. and seven. I've got them losing to Atlanta. We'll give you our scores prediction coming your way in the next segment. And, of course, the Patriots. Uh, that's a wash. Guys, uh, in this division... 
giving the Bills at 6-6, six and six, coming off of a bye. It's week 13, an opportunity to regroup, uh, an opportunity to maybe get in as a wild card, or do you feel that they're just way too out of it? I, I like Buffalo. I think Josh Allen may be uh, one of the two or three best players in all the sport. And, you know, it's a game of inches. And if, um, again, if Gabe Davis bends in instead of out on that cover zero where, you know, Josh Allen has to get rid of the ball, mm-hmm. we're talking about an epic win on the road in Philadelphia. So I'm still bullish on the Bills. The Bills right now outside looking in, uh, sitting at the 10th seed at 6-6. Six and six. The Broncos and the Texans in front of them. Uh, just FYI. In the AFC North, it's the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 9-3. and three. They're on a bye this week. The Steelers at 7-4. and four, I have them winning this week. The Cleveland Browns at 7-4. and four, I have them losing this week. Cincinnati at 5-6 and six. without Joe Burrow. I think a lot of people could write them off. Uh, gentlemen, are we all on board with the Baltimore Ravens winning this division and the Steelers getting in as a wild card? I think I think, the, I think Baltimore is definitely going to win the division. Um, I think it's. Yeah, I think there's a lot of football left to be uh, seen if they're going to actually hold on uh, to get in uh, one of these valuable wild card spots. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I I think there's there's a lot of uh, football left for these for these Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't think they're a lock by any stretch. Mike, if the season was to end today, all three teams would get in. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the Cleveland Browns. Wow. I think Pittsburgh and Iowa are very similar teams. Same uniforms. That's what yeah, the Iowa's same, uniforms same. were built based off of those. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You guys are funny. Uh, in the AFC South, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8-3. and three. I've got them winning on Monday night against Cincinnati, even though uh, Mike Tannenbaum does like Browning in Cincinnati. The Colts sitting at six and five. Uh, big game against the Texans today. There are four and seven. I'm sorry, the Titans today that are four and seven, and the Texans are sitting at six and five who are facing the Denver Broncos. I've got the Texans losing today. I got the Jags winning on Monday night. I think the Jags run away with this division, but I do have the Texans getting in as a wild card, although right now they're outside looking in. Gentlemen, what say you? I like yeah, the Texans. One. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was gonna I was just gonna compliment you. Like Amani just said, there's a lot of football left to go. Um it's interesting, like someone's gonna get in unexpectedly, Denver or or Houston. I feel like today is almost an elimination game between the two. And I slightly favor Denver just because they've been so good at turning the ball over the last couple of weeks. But give credit to both teams for turning things around. So so right now, if the season was in today, the Ravens would have the number one seed, the Chiefs would have the second, then the Jags, the Dolphins, the Steelers, Browns, and Colts would get in at seven. Outside looking in, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bills, the Bengals, and I'll just stop right there. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no Raiders, um, huh? <laughs> as, for, as for the That's AFC the West... Line. Kansas Kansas City sitting at eight and three. The Denver Broncos at six and five. Of course, we're all on Denver. I do believe that they win today against the Texans. Uh, the Raiders at five and seven, and the Chargers. Unbelievable, man. Uh, could you let me ask you this, uh, Mike? If Sean Payton would have gone to the Chargers, much different season. Agree? Uh yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. Sean's done. You know, two two legends who have done. I, by the way, I heard uh, Trevor Maddich, our ESPN colleague, say something really cool before. 
he talked about how like you know Nick Saban you you know yells a lot, but you know this year he turned in Nick the nurturer. That's what Alabama needed. And you look at Sean, like Sean did something very, very similar with the Broncos. You know, like he's gotten a lot out of this team. He deserves a ton of credit. Do you think he could win coach of the year this year if the Denver Broncos uh, go to the playoffs? No, because I think he, he alienates people in the media. And I think people in the media vote on relationships, not on merit. But he yeah. does deserve it. Really? No. I love Sean. Uh, he's so good to me. Really? Is is he a jerk with the media? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that, like, you know, I, you know, just that's just, you know, it's we live in a relationship world. And um, yeah, I, I don't think he, you know. It's a little bit like Bill Belichick, you know. Bill, Bill Belichick's view of the media is: look, if we're fourteen and two, um, you know, they can't fire me. If they're two and four, if I'm two and fourteen, if I'm Mother Teresa, they can't save me. So I'm going to do what's best for my team. I'm going to speak to my team, and the media is not something that's going to help me win games or not. So it's irrelevant to my success. Dan Campbell right now favored to win Coach of the Year at plus one forty. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's at three to one. Mike McDaniel at five to one. Steichen at ten to one, Sirianni at ten to one, Tomlin at twelve to one, Sean Payton at fourteen to one, Doug Peterson at fifteen to one. Just to kind of give you what what the odds are out there right now for Coach of the Year. Uh, taking a look at what's going on in the NFC, the Eagles at ten to one. Amani and I have the Eagles beating the 49ers today. The bomb of the day is Mike Tannenbaum saying that the 49ers are going to beat the Eagles by ten points. The Cowboys coming off of an impressive win against Seattle. Uh, they're sitting at nine and three. So. If the Eagles lose, I mean, this 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 division is going to be fun. Uh, the Eagles have a very difficult uh, schedule moving forward. Don't forget, they do take on the Dallas Cowboys next Sunday night. That's going to be a must-watch game as well. Guys, uh, Mike, let's start with you. Who do you have winning this division? Uh, do I get – can you give it down to, to two choices here? <laughs> well, one's going to win. One's going to get in as a wild card. Who do you have winning the division? I don't. I have I, the Eagles. Yeah, I, I'm still not sold. I'm not. I'm still not sold on Dallas. I, I'm. I'm not sold on. Really? Them. I'm not. What, what, why not? Again, strength of schedule. Looking at what they've done, the Seattle Seahawks is the first team that they beat that's at 500 right now. They're six and six, so they have not beaten a team that's above 500 all season long. So, and and their schedule gets more difficult. By the way, the reason so, I asked that the, the reason I asked that other question is I thought Imani was going to say the Giants for a second. So. <laughs> I was going to say there's a chance. No, there's no. No, no. I, yeah, not not to be contrarian here, Anita. I, I'm going to go with Dallas just because I do think San Francisco wins today, and now that consequential game is in Dallas. So um, I really do think it's a coin toss, and and I understand your point about st- uh, strength of schedule. But that game in Philadelphia literally was within a whisper, uh, a whisker of of Dallas. I mean, there was four or five plays. If any one of those four or five plays, Dallas would have won. I think these teams are really evenly matched. So, who, so again, who do you have winning the division? Dallas. You have Dallas. I have the Eagles. Amani. I I have the Eagles. I mean, you, you're right, uh, Mike. They were a whisper away from losing to the Cowboys, but. It just, that seems like the entire season for the Philadelphia Eagles. They just find a way to way win. Way to win. It doesn't matter who they play against. It, it, you know, they could play against. And, they, and you know, you know what was impressive? Bills. That was impressive. You know what was impressive last week, Amani, is they won without Lane Johnson in bad weather. 
They never win without Lane Johnson. Mm. And they won without Lane Johnson in bad weather. By the way, just to share with you just how significant this game is today, the Eagles' number one seed getting that first round bye uh, in the playoff standings. The 49ers right on their coattails, on their wings, I should say, at two. Uh, the Lions at three, the Atlanta Falcons at four, the Cowboys at five, the Vikings, and then Seattle, the Packers, Rams, and Saints, and Bucks, all looking from the outside in. With that being said, the NFC North, the Lions, very disappointing loss on Turkey Day against the Green Bay Packers. Cost me a lot of money. I'm bitter. Nonetheless, the Minnesota Vikings, six and six. Um, I think we're all in agreement. The Lions are going to win this division, but do you guys have the Vikings making it in as, as a wild card or no? I, I, I don't. I think it's just been too inconsistent at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think the wheels fell off of uh, of uh, the the pastronaut and um, <laughs> those five turnovers. It was it was painful to watch. A lot of them weren't his fault, but you know what? So when they throw a ball behind the line of scrimmage and a receiver runs for a you know ninety yard touchdown, that's not his fault either. So you take the good, you take the bad. The pastronaut is struggling. You know, it's interesting watching Dobbs play. It's like, you know that he's the smartest person in the room, let alone probably on the field, including the head coaches and everybody. His parents in the stands watching him play. He's like that guy who was like in the band, but had this like uncanny athleticism that was able to play sports. And so you rooted for him because, you know, like he grew up being like ultra nerd. But wait, he's found something here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... he. Yeah, he's multi-talented like most players are, but I just feel like most players I think he's really- bro I think he's I think his brain, I think his mind and and this is why like like I've and and tell me if you think I'm wrong Mike, but like your your brain your the cerebral aspect of playing the position of quarterback to me is the most important. Yes, arm strength. Yes, accuracy. Yes, anticipating wide receivers to be open. Yes, all those things. Um arm strength. Yeah, but to me the number like like just being able to me playing quarterback if if anyone's ever played chess it's a chess match and i feel like dobbs is always the smartest person on the field and he's always one one step ahead of the game which which counters what he brings athletically or arm strength wise yeah i think that's totally fair like the the best quarterbacks i've been around are the ones that have you know like i'll give you a good example like chad pennington had b ability but had a b plus career cuz he he was so smart and he could process so fast. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. And the end of, go it's, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's something to playing the game. Like, you know, it's like, like a basketball player. You could be, um, you could jump the highest, you could shoot the best, but if you can't put it all together, it doesn't matter. So there's de- like, you look at Zach Wilson, he's a guy who can do everything, throw him in a, in shorts and have him throw the football around. He's super impressive, but put him in a game and that's where he starts to, to struggle, so there is something about playing the actual sport that uh, that you cannot quantify with numbers or statistics. NFC South, uh, it's uh, it's Atlanta at five and six, along with the Saints. Again, I've got Atlanta winning today. I got the Saints losing. The Tampa Bay Bucks at four and seven. I've got Atlanta winning this division, guys. Do you? Uh, I think the Saints beat Detroit today. I, I actually liked the Saints. Ooh, yeah. This is. I think it's it's they're both teams that are evenly matched, and um, I think since the the Falcons won, the, the, and they they beat them last week, so I feel like I got to give it to the Falcons. It's it's I mean, who's ever coming out of the NFC South more than likely is going to be the number four seed with a losing record. 
why why this system is somewhat flawed. Uh, NFC West, San Francisco at eight and three. Mike has them beating the Philadelphia Eagles by ten. That's his bomb of the week. Mm. Both Amani and I have the Eagles winning, but you've got the Seattle Seahawks. They've been struggling, obviously losing to the Dallas Cowboys, although taking them down to the last second. But losing to the Dallas Cowboys, they're sitting at six and six. The Rams at five and six. Their playoff hope still alive, an opportunity to make it as a wild card. Uh, guys, do you are you giving the Seattle Seahawks or the Rams any chance of making it into the postseason? Um, someone's got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't it's, really. It's a tough one. Yeah. Because you know you're talking about two teams that are like just ba- you know like are, are barely viable. But because they won a couple games early on, they, they're still in the mix. But they could very easily switch places with a lot of them. Like Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Rams. I mean, they, they're they not a head and shoulders above any of these teams. They're just there because they, um, you know, they got off to a good start early on. Um, yeah, I don't I, – I, I feel like they're going to make the playoffs, but it's not going to be a, a comfortable ride. And I think Geno has actually taken on some water as well in terms of how he's been performing over the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, for for me, guys, like, um, and I appreciate you know this discussion here, but so I need like you're looking like like you know the six seed right now is Minnesota, CL seven. We talked about Rams, New Orleans. Like the one team I would actually take to say, hey, here's a team that's under the radar today that can make some noise. I go with the Green Bay Packers. Currently, they're the eight seed. They're five and six, and they got a tough one against Kansas City. But I love Jordan Love. I think he it's coming in the right direction. And all those skilled players are really young. Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. So I actually like uh, the Packers of, of that group that you listed, Anita, as like the one team that could emerge. Do you do you have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, Mike? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they win, but I think they're going to play better than people think. <clears throat> then looking at the remainder of their schedule, at the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Bears, uh, they very well could go one, two, three, four. They very well could go five and one. Who knows, six and oh, if they upset the Kansas City Chiefs today. So uh, that's very, very valid. Uh, Anita Marks, Amani Toomer, Mike Tenenbaum, just taking our tour around the AFC and NFC, the playoff picture becoming more and more visible for a lot of us. That's for sure. Uh, we come back, bring you up to speed on some of the players you need to be in the know about as we get closer to the active inactive list that will be released in about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And also we will have our score predictions for the Jets and Atlanta Falcons game next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Fantasy Focus brought to you by MohiganSunCasino.com. Players that we know are not going to play today. Of course, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who's out two to three weeks with a thumb injury and surgery. Aaron Jones, out for the Green Bay Packers. Heavy dose of A.J. Dillon today. Um, also, Dalton Schultz, tied in for the Texans, is out as well. Joe Flacco starting for Cleveland. Um, and Billy Zappi, wacky for Zappi, starting for the Patriots. Fantasy Focus brought to you by MoheganSunCasino.com. Play Mohegan, your favorite casino games, now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSun.com. Plus, you're 21 years or older to play. Help is available. Problem gambling? Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Org. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's break it down. One game to be played here in our own backyard, of course, because the Giants are on a bye. It's the Jets going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Amani, let's start with you. What's your score? Who wins and why? 
I got the Falcons at uh, 21, and I got the Jets at 14. I just feel that uh, the red zone is what's really going to determine the difference in this game. Falcons are 52.9% in the red zone. I mean, they can put the biscuit in the basket. The Jets are 28.28% in the red zone. That's abysmal. That is the the 32nd team in the NFL, and they're not going to stop. They're not. They're going to score two today, but that's that's going to be about it. Mike, Uh, fourteen ten Atlanta. Um, Look, the conditions aren't great. You know, you you go back and you know we talked about Tommy DeVito earlier in the show, but like Tim Boyle really hasn't played good football going back to you know UConn. So like to me. I just don't know how they're going to generate points. Arthur Smith gave us the answers to the test. This is a low-scoring game, and the Jets are 19th in the league in yards per rush attempt allowed. And um, I like Atlanta today. Yeah, I think three for three here. I'm on Atlanta as well. I think Atlanta wins 17-13. to 13. Uh, I think we're going to get a heavy to- heavy dose of B. John Robinson because that's how you do beat the Jets. Uh, they are a uh, really a run funnel. They're only averaging 10 points per game. Their last five games, fewer than one offensive touchdown per game, which is an 8% touchdown rate, last in the NFL. They're also last in third down conversion rate and last in red zone conversion rate. As you said, Mike, weather, rain, 20 mile per hour gusts. So if you're heading out there to the game, maybe you're out there already tailgating, God bless you. Uh, stay dry, stay warm. Um, try to have fun. Also, this is really interesting. Atlanta, um, this is their first game outside in a month, and they've only played three true outdoor games this season. So I I do believe that they're going to be very, very committed to the run, not putting the ball in the hands of Ritter, risking risking an interception, and potentially Atlanta not winning their division. So so I I am with you. I'm with Atlanta. Again, 17-13. I think the play here is the under- it's gone from 34 to 33 and a half. It's now at 30, 33. So it went from 34 to 33 and a half. It's now at 33. Uh, and like I said, uh, I love Bijan Robinson over 59 and a half rushing yards today as well. Hey, uh, Anita, gentlemen. Anita, uh, Anita yeah. real quick. Uh, just curious, what kind of crowd are they expecting today? Uh, I don't. I, I, if, if Danny DeVito was there, it'd be a sold out house. <laughs> That's funny. To Tommy DeVito, kids. of course. Tommy Cutlet. <laughs> dude's, dude's generating like, you know, thousands of people for, you know, uh, an appearance at a, at a, at a sub shop. Mm. So I don't know if, if, if Tommy Cutlet's right was, there. there you go. If Tommy Cutlet's was starting to be a sold out packed house, but it's not. It's Tim Boyle. This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com.